Diplomacy is not just the work of professional diplomats sipping sherry. Public diplomacy takes many forms and is conducted by many people. And each year, the U.S. Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy publishes a comprehensive review of this work by the State Department and the U.S. Agency for Global Media. Here with highlights, the Commission's Executive Director, Vivian Walker. Ms. Walker, good to have you on. What is public diplomacy versus just diplomacy? I think if you define traditional diplomacy as uh, government-to-government interactions, to uh, further national strategic interests and foreign policy objectives. Public diplomacy takes that a little bit further and brings it to the person-to-person level. It's people-to-people engagement. Ideally, it's a way of engaging foreign publics in a way that enhances their understanding of and, ideally, gets their support for U.S. values and policies It's a way for us to explain our actions abroad as well as to identify and pursue shared objectives like improved security and prosperity. Is this work done by the State Department exclusively or can other people do public diplomacy on behalf of the State Department? Well, there is a formal what we call cone in the Department of State that is devoted to public diplomacy, just like we have uh, officers who focus on political affairs, economic affairs, consular affairs, and so on. And these officers specialize in public diplomacy engagement with a particular toolkit, uh, which I'll describe in a minute. But I just want to point out that though public diplomacy is, we have a special core or within the State Department that engages in that. In fact, anybody who engages uh, with foreign publics does engage in a form of public diplomacy. But there is a set of tools that we use, and they can be things like short-term advocacy tools, such as press conferences, press releases, media notes, information that we put out both domestically and internationally through our embassies and consulates overseas that details what's going on, what are what we're up to, and what our interests are. Then in the slightly longer term, we do a lot of these great uh, professional exchange programs where we bring key interlocutors in a wide variety of fields from countries overseas to, uh, to Washington and the United States to learn more about their professions, to get a, a set of contacts, to broaden their knowledge and expertise in their fields, and then take all of that back home to put to work in their home countries. We also have uh, longer-term education uh, exchange programs. We've got scholarships like the Fulbright Scholarship and others that bring people to the United States to study for a year or two, some in degree programs, some in non-degree programs, again, to get uh, knowledge uh, and information that they can then take home uh, and put to work. We also uh, sponsor a range of cultural exchange programs, uh, exporting elements of American culture, whether that's dance or music or literature or art uh, overseas, again, as a way to promote what I was talking about earlier, is that general that sense of understanding and appreciation sure. for both American culture and values. But these exchanges are two ways. We also send American students and professionals abroad uh, under similar programs so that They can not only serve as ambassadors for American cultural values, but also pick up uh, understanding and information about the rest of the world and bring that home. It's all grounded in this basic presumption that um, if mutual understanding is key to national security, to prosperity, all of that begins in a basic understanding of 
of the the, uh, of the of the folks we uh the folks abroad the folks we work with the folks we want to persuade the folks that we want to uh, uh, be our allies and partners in our initiatives. And tell us about the U.S. Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy. Where does that fit in the apparatus and what does it basically do? The Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy happens to be the longest running uh, foreign affairs advisory commission in the U.S. government. It was actually founded in 1948. And our commission, which is made up of up to seven presidentially appointed uh, and Senate-confirmed commissioners, focuses on recommendations for Congress, for the White House, and the Department of State about what we're doing in U.S. public diplomacy today, uh, what's working, what's not working, and how could we do it better. We're speaking with Vivian Walker. She's the executive director of the U.S. Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy, and you are required to submit a fairly comprehensive report each year to the Congress on Public Diplomacy Activities. Give us the highlights of what you told that happened in 2019 and 2018. One thing I'd like to highlight about this year's report in particular is that the 2019 report marked the 70th anniversary of reporting. And I think it's safe to say that these reports in general are quite influential, and most of the major changes we've made in our thinking about public diplomacy over the last seven decades uh, have originated with or been inspired by the contents of the report. Now, the report this year focused on several important issues for us, and uh, one of the things that we covered in the report this year is the need to do a little bit better about how we share information amongst the members of the interagency process. We need to do a little bit better uh, of a job in prioritizing the coordination and synchronizing, basically, of our messaging uh, overseas. Another request that we made, which is perennial but nevertheless important, is continued sustained investment in public diplomacy activities. Um, We are always looking for additional resources uh, to be able to do our jobs better. And particularly in what is right now a really uh, competitive global uh, information environment, we need to be able to uh, stay up to date with the best resources, the best tools, uh, in order to make sure that we maintain our, our presence. We're also concerned uh, and interested in uh, how we, how public diplomacy practitioners uh, use these uh, social media and other uh, emerging technologies. As you well know, the information space is transforming so rapidly and there's so many ways and opportunities to reach audiences. We want to make sure that we are using uh, these uh, emerging tools um, responsibly and effectively. So that's another concern. We're also interested in prioritizing the needs of the field. Public diplomacy is carried out in our embassies and consulates around the world by public diplomacy officers who are on the ground, who occupy that last three feet, who are in daily and direct contact with our key audiences. They really have the best sense of what's going on, where where the fault lines are, where we could do more, where we could be more supportive. And so I think we need to prioritize their input into um, into the kinds of programs we develop. And in fact, at the quarterly meeting that uh, took place in which we rolled out this report, we for the first time featured a panel of all of the regional directors for public diplomacy in the Department of State. So in other words, the folks who are responsible for public diplomacy programming in Europe, 
uh, Western hem Hemisphere, East Asia and Pacific, Africa, Near East and North Asia, South and Central Asia. They were all there to tell us about what's happening in the field, you know, and what's working and where the areas of concern are. So I think that really helps us to highlight the fact that while uh, we do all of this reporting and assessing and the institutions exist in Washington, what happens in the field is, is critical. Would you say yeah. that the state of public diplomacy is pretty healthy? Yes. One of the reasons that the commission has endured for 70 years, uh, more than 70 years, is that it, it recognizes that uh, paying attention to public diplomacy is probably one of the most important things that we can do to further our foreign policy objectives. Because if we're not communicating what we're up to, if we're not trying to engage the audiences who we need as our allies or at least our supporters, then none of our, our policies are going to be as implemented as effectively as they might be. So I think it's a recognition of the, 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 the essential nature of public diplomacy uh, and its value to the pursuit of our, our foreign policy objectives. Vivian Walker is executive director of the U.S. Advisory Commission on Public Diplomacy. Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Find a link to this interview and to the most recent report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.